what switches you got to push before you can start preaching. Uh, a good church, good pastor, and I always tease him about it. you got to be an electronics technician in some of these churches today. And us old country preachers, we're not used to it. Turn to your Bibles, if you would, uh, to the book of Colossians, the third chapter. Colossians, the third chapter. And I want to speak tonight on the subject of sanctifying yourselves. The word sanctify means to set apart. And I want to preach tonight on the subject of setting yourself apart for the service of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be a servant. I'll turn to Romans, the first chapter and the first verse. Romans, uh, before we read there, I should have said that before. Romans 1.1. Paul said, Paul, a servant of uh, Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated of the gospel. Paul was first of all a servant before he was an apostle. Pastor Montoro, first of all, is a servant, then pastor of the uh, uh, Open Door Bible Baptist Church. Uh, people are, uh, are what they are, are servants before they're what their title is. You are a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ before you're a Sunday school teacher, a soul winner. We're to be servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. Back to Colossians again. And let me, uh, well, no, let me take another verse that I want to, uh, uh, before, and then I won't have to turn to it later. Turn to Joshua, the third chapter. Joshua, uh, the third chapter, and the fifth verse. Joshua, uh, 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 the, the third chapter. Back in the Old Testament, the old Schofield Reference Bible, it's on page 250, uh, well, 250, uh, uh, 200, uh, where are we here? Where's the page number? Can't even find, find the page number. And shut your telephones off, would you? Huh? Please shut your t- telephones off before we get too far ahead. Uh, and uh, I'll have to make this call later because I'm in church, Bill. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, uh, you know that every time, boy, I'm embarrassed now. You know why it happens? What night's tonight? What night? When do most churches have their prayer meeting? Wednesday. See, he doesn't think I'm in church. He thinks I'm backslidden like he is. It's a preacher that's calling me. And probably lost the meeting on the count of it. But anyway, uh, turn if you would to Joshua, the third chapter. Joshua, the third chapter, the fifth verse. Now, remember, they were just about to go over the uh, passage over the Jordan River. And he said, And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow uh, uh, the Lord will do wonders among you. And so we see that the next thing in God's program, that the Lord was going to do wonders among them. And so we have to realize we have to sanctify ourselves or set ourselves apart to be servants. God wants you to be a servant, but he's not going to make you to be a servant. He's not going to rascal you to the deck and twist your arm. He wants you to yield to him by the preaching of the word of God and the hearing and the yielding to the word of God. Now, let's look at it. Here's some things we want to keep in mind as we think about our being servants and sanctifying ourselves. First of all, in Colossians, the third chapter, the Bible says, if ye then being risen with Christ seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God set your affections on the things above 
and uh, not on the things of, uh, of, on the earth. For ye are dead in your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ also is our life shall appear, then shall ye appear with him in glory. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, uh, inort affection, evil concupience, and covetous, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which also ye walked in some times when ye lived in them. But now ye also put off these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, uh, filthy communications out of your mouth. Lie not one to another. See that ye... Oh, brother, I shut this thing off. He's calling me back. I've got to shut this thing off without, without messing around here. I thought I shut it off before. Uh, here we go. Well, folks, it's been good being here. I want you all to raise your right hand. I will not tell Pete Montoro that Pastor Horton got two telephone calls from the same guy at the same time. Okay? And it may have cost me a meeting. I want you to know that, but that's okay. I'm sorry about that. Okay, you all swore to that, right? Good. Amen. All right, here we go. If the phone doesn't ring, we don't have anything important to take care of. We'll finish preaching the Word of God, the most important thing. I, uh, but we see here in the Word of God where I left off, it says, uh, and it's concupience, covenant, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which also ye walked in some times when ye believed in them. But now also ye put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another. See that ye have put off the old man with his deeds and put, a, put on the new man, which is the renewal of, in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, beloved of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is a bond of perfectness. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, in the which also ye are called in one body, be, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you, richly with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Father, add thy blessing on the word. Use the word tonight to encourage us and strengthen us for Jesus' sake. Amen and amen. We look to the word of God and we see that God wants us to set ourselves aself apart for the service of the Lord. Now, God takes people in the little place and takes them to where they ought to be. I remember when I was pastoring the State Line Baptist Church, and I was still in college. I was pastoring a little country church in, in, in Tiftonia, Tennessee. And I remember one Sunday, a young man came and got saved. He came to the altar, got saved, and got his life right with God. And after the service, he came to me, 
And he said, Pastor, I would like to preach tonight. Well, hold it. He wasn't ready to preach as far as I was concerned. As far as I'm concerned, he just got saved. Now, whether he, he got saved before and he, was, he didn't know it, or, I, I don't know what the circumstances were, but I wasn't going to let him preach. You have to grow into the position that God's put you in. You go to the place where God puts you where you ought to be. He puts you in a place where you can be responsible and carry out the responsibility. Uh, and uh, we, need, we need to live our lives and, and have our lives count and be used uh, by Jesus Christ as we serve the Lord Jesus Christ. We give our lives to him for service and we dedicate ourselves to him. Second uh, uh, Corinthians uh, the seventh chapter, the first verses, having therefore the promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. We are to set ourselves apart and we are to live separated, godly Christian lives, taking and testifying using the Word of God to reach people for Christ. Amen? Amen? Now, we talk about soul winning. Uh, I may have said this. I say it every place I go. Wherever I go, I tell people this, this. What is soul winning? Soul winning is the man of God, man or woman of God, filled with the Holy Spirit of God, taking the Word of God to a sinner that needs God, trusting the Spirit of God to use the Word of God to draw that person to Christ. Amen? And to be filled with the Spirit of God is no big deal. It's a matter of confessing every known sin, obeying every known scripture, and asking God to fill you and believe that he did and then go do what God wants you to do. I think sometimes we preachers try to make things so confusing that nobody understands anything. Amen? I find the Bible a simple book, easy to be understood by simple people like me. And I've noticed this in God's work. I remember in college... And a college professor made the same statement. We see these people come with all kinds of talent, and it's good to have talent, and they leave college, and they never amount to anything. And some poor clod comes. I ran into a guy Monday, Monday night. He drove into the parking lot at the school where graduation was. And I said hello to him. This young man, he struggled in school. And he was about to drop out. And he was in my class. And I said, I'll tell you what. I want you to just... Take the test. I don't, I don't, don't worry about it. You, just, you do the best you can. If you don't pass it, I'll privately tutor you and we'll give you another test. He never flunked the test. You know why? I took the pressure off him. He didn't have a lot of pressure. He went and took the test. Now, he was not an A-plus student, but he passed. He graduated. He's an assistant. He's a youth pastor in a church and doing a great job for the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because he's dedicated. Dedication is a lot, a lot better than talent. Now, if you've got talent and dedication, that's great. And if you've got talent, you just have to dedicate. Now, if you don't, if you're like me, and you don't have talent, you're just going to work twice as hard. That's all. But every one of us can serve the Lord Jesus Christ as we set ourselves apart to serve Him. Now, how do we do it? How do we do it? We first of all do it by <clears throat> mortifying the old sinful nature. Go to the fifth verse of Colossians, the third chapter, verse 5. The fifth verse says, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. And it mentions the thing to mortify. Uh, how many have ever heard of a, uh, 
uh, uh, mortician. Who knows what a mortician is? It's an old word. We used to call undertakers, funeral directors. We used to call them morticians. Used to be they called him. He's a mortician. What is he? He's a mortician. Means put to death. Now what do we do? We put to death the old body. We die daily. I think I, I've got a sermon on dying. On dying. I think I've preached it here. But we die daily and live for the Lord Jesus Christ. To live for Christ. To, to die. To be. I am for I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Uh, we see that over in the book of Galatians. We die to self and live for Jesus. Here's a verse, and I think. Uh, but turn, if you would, to Romans, the twelfth uh, chapter, Romans twelve. It's not part of my message tonight. I don't know. Whenever I preach, I, this chapter means a lot to me. But this twelfth chapter. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable in the God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That What that means is, here I am, Lord. Not much, don't have much going for me. But, Father, I love you and I want to serve you. And I'm going to give my life to you to do what I can do for you. Amen. And then go on and live for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's all it is to it. I remember that night aboard ship that I bowed my head. I'd preached that morning. First sermon I ever preached, a disaster. And that night I, I stowed the cargo. I was a senior boatman, so I stowed the cargo under a light where I used to... I had a little office, made myself a little study there. And that night I bowed my head and I said, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I don't know what I can do or what I can't do, but I'll do it for you. And that was the end of it. And I, 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 from then on, God, God took and, and used me. I remember one time I was dating this young lady. And you young people, keep this in mind, God can use anybody, anybody. I was dating this young lady. And we used to have a Friday night meeting. And one of the guys would preach. Most of us were in the service at the time. Most of us were in the Navy. And uh, I preached. And, and I said to this young lady, you know, I believe God's called me to preach. And she looked me in the eye and she said, Charlie, God, you're a great guy and I like you, but you'll never make a preacher. Thank God she wasn't doing the calling. Amen. There'd be a lot of guys, a lot of things. Just give your life to the Lord. God can use anybody that wants to be used of him. If they'll dedicate themselves, present their body a living sacrifice. Here I am, Lord. And we need to do that. We need to sanctify or set ourselves apart to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. Service. Now, where do you serve? You serve through the local church. You serve through uh, 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 open... Open Door Bible Baptist Church. That's where you serve from. And you serve through this church. And you let this church uh, help you and encourage you. And you be an encouragement to the church as we meet together to serve together. You have, a, you have something here that a lot of churches don't have. One, you have a godly pastor and, and pastor's family that love the Lord and, want, and love you and want to see this church grow and get behind it and work. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors. We, we, we owe. We're debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify, there's that word mortify again, the deeds of the body, ye shall live. 
giving your life and mortifying or putting to death yourself to live for Jesus Christ. Secondly, you need to get rid out from your life uh, all evil habits. You may have some habits in your life that are tough to get rid of. How many have been saved here less than a year? Anyone been saved less than a year? Okay, how many have been saved less than five years? Okay, a lot of you have been left. You know, everything doesn't drop off just like that. You know that? Did you have trouble with some, some things? Maybe you had a drinking habit. It took you a little bit of... You, now, that was never a problem. But some people... Have, maybe smoking. Maybe bad language. That's a toughie to get rid of. Especially if you're in the Navy. You know, it's tough. And you have to commit it to the Lord. And, 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 and just give your life to the Lord and ask for the victory. And ask Him for the help. And He'll give it if you'll only ask Him. Let Him have your life. Let Him use your life. Let Him be your life. Let your life shine through Him. Through him. And we need to do that and put that in our lives and put our lives uh, and let Jesus Christ have His will in his way, as we serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Another verse to back this up a little bit is found in Galatians, the, uh, Galatians, the fifth chapter. Galatians, the uh, fifth chapter, the 24th verse. Uh, we see in this, these chapters here, 22, it's talking about uh, uh, the fruit of the Spirit. And verse 24 says, That they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us uh, not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. We are to crucify the flesh and live in the Spirit. The flesh. It can be a problem. And we give our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. Another thing we can do, put out of our lives things and habits that are going to hurt us. The next thing, denying of self means... uh, Putting him first. One of the one of the uh, things about discipleship, being a disciple of Christ, and it talks about disciples in Luke the ninth chapter. And Luke the ninth chapter, the Bible talks about uh, 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 being disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the twenty uh, uh, the twenty third verse, Luke uh, nine twenty three, and it says, "And he said unto them all, uh, If any man come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me." For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life for my, uh, my sake, the same shall save it. What is the man's advantage if he gain the whole world and lose himself, and, uh, or be a castaway? Whosoever shall be ashamed of me and my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come in his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels. We need to realize that we need to say, I'm going to live for Christ. I'm going to deny myself. You have to deny yourself and put him first. All right, let's take for an example. How many of you have a hobby? Maybe you like to fish or hunt or make models. I don't know what your hobbies are. Everyone's got different. Maybe you ladies need to quilt or something you need to do. You have a choice. I'm a fisherman, so I'll probably talk in those languages. And I look and I, and I, boy, I need a new depth finder. And I go to West Marine. Boy, I see a depth finder. That fit right in my boat. I know just where it's going to go. And I, but I don't have the money. And I said to myself, self, 
You know, you tithe, you've been tithing for years. I don't think God would mind if you took your tithe this week and you bought a debt finder. Uh-huh. Are you going to do, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'll heave a lead line before I'll do that. You know, take the debt that way. The thing is, we sometimes, we, we justify our wrongdoing. How many have ever done that besides me? You know, you're going to do something, you know it's not right, and you justify it. You know? You have an example, and you, and you do it. We have to say, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to live for God. And I thought of something right now. I got under conviction. Yesterday, I was out yesterday. I preached in Newburgh, New York last night. And I went to McDonald's to get something to eat before church. And I was going to get a black coffee and, a, and a, one of those wraparound deals. Ended up getting a chicken sandwich and a milkshake. Now, I should have denied myself that rotten milkshake because I'm trying to lose weight. You see, that was the flesh, right? So when I drop dead here with a heart attack, you say, well, the rotten bum shouldn't eat and let that milkshake go. It might not have happened. You know, letting, letting, uh, we let the flesh get in the way. Get in the way of what, we, what we, we, we know is wrong. And we have to be careful. So we have to deny ourselves of things. Thirdly, we have to enthrone Christ in our hearts by the Holy Spirit of God. Let him be the head of our lives. Let him guide us. Let him direct us. Let him have us. Let him be the one that we, we live for. Let him be the one we're ready to die for. And we let him have his will and way as we serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know, uh, uh, we see in Ephesians, the third chapter. Go to Ephesians, the third chapter, if you would, with me. Ephesians, the third chapter, in the 17th verse. Ephesians 3 and verse 17. And the Word of God, in this portion of Scripture, talks about enthroning Christ and making him the king of our lives. Uh, 3 and verse 17, and the word of God says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that being rooted and grounded in love may be able to uh, comprehend with all saints the breadth and length and depth and height. And to know that the love of Christ that passes all knowledge that ye might be filled with the fullness of God. I want you to use me, God. Now, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, pray without ceasing. What, that, what does that mean? That means you should be in a situation where you get into a bind, temptation comes, and you can bow your, bow your head and say, Lord, I'm being tempted now. Remember when Christ was being tempted by Satan? Remember when he's being tempted? And Satan gave him all these reasons. He quoted the word of God. We give ourselves to God. God, I need help now. Boy, that milkshake looks good. And the guy standing next to you, he's got a, he's, I had a small. I want you to know it's a small. The guy next to me had a big one. You know, so I did yield a little temptation. Not enough. If I don't trying to say, Lord, put that behind me. Give me that black coffee. Bless the roll off. won't like it, but it won't. But God bless you, Lord. Help me not to eat that, drink that milkshake, you see. Let God use you and go to him for the help that you need. And, and let him, uh, let the Spirit of God be there when you are tempted to do what you know you shouldn't do. 
Let the Holy Spirit of God help you and guide you. Now you think, well, when I grow up, when I get stronger in the Lord and I get older in the Lord, there won't be any temptation. Right? How many think that? Well, I've been in this business 55 years. Well, I got saved in 1954, however long ago that was. 1954. Now the temptations are different, but you're still tempted. You're still tempted. Now it's a milkshake, but it could be something else years ago. There are temptations, you know, uh, that, that come into your lives. And you've got to come in unto the Lord and ask for the victory and live for the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, 1 Peter 3.15, uh, the Word of God tells us in this portion of the Word of God. Uh, 1 Peter, the third chapter, and the 15th verse, the Word of God in this portion says, uh, but sanctify, the word sanctify means to set apart, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready to always give an answer to every man that asks you the reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Sanctify, set yourself apart, that you will be able to give answer to everybody that asks you the reason of your hope. You say, well, I don't know a lot of, I don't know a lot of Bible. You don't have to know a lot of Bible. You have to know a little Bible. Know what you know. Don't worry about what you don't know and be every day studying so you'll know more. But God does not expect a Christian, a year old Christian, to know your pastor Mentoro knows and he spent a lifetime at it, or I've known and spent two lifetimes at it. You follow what I'm saying? Know what you know and why it is. The reason of your hopes is in you. Well, you know, I went to this church over in Queens. It's an old Jewish synagogue. Uh, now it's a Baptist church. And the preacher got up there and preached the Bible. And he showed me that I needed to realize that I was a sinner. And I did. And I asked Jesus to come into my heart. And I asked him to save my soul. And my life hadn't been the same since. I quit drinking, smoking, swearing, and all other nasty habits. I'm still working on a few of them, like milkshakes. And... Uh, and, 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 and I'm just keeping on serving the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the reason of the hope that's in me. And buddy, you can get saved too if you want to just receive Jesus. Amen? When I first got saved, the only thing I knew was how to get saved. I didn't know a lot of the Bible. And I used to deal with my shipmates. And I'd show, I'd show them, and some of them were brought up in Sunday school, unsaved. And they'd ask me questions. And I'd look them right in the eye and say, well, you know, I'm new at this. And I just know what the Bible says about salvation. And I'd say, but my preacher knows, well, why don't you come to church and ask him that question? That's a good thing anyway, even if you do know to, to get, get him into the house of God. Amen? And let Pastor Mentor work him over. If you had, but show him what the Bible says about salvation. What you, it's what you know, it's not what you don't know. The things that bother me are not what I know about the Bible. What I don't know about the Bible is what I do know and don't do that causes problems. Amen? So live your life for the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we need to do that. And make him the center of your life. Being sanctified or being set apart with Christ through the heart fellowship with him. It's fellowship with him. Uh, and uh, Matthew the 11th, take my yoke upon you. Well, let's turn over there. Matthew the 11th chapter, the 29th verse. Matthew eleven twenty-nine, And the word of God tells us in this portion. The 11th chapter, the 29th verse. And the Bible says in this portion of the Word of God, 11 verse 29, 
Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Take my yoke upon you. Take Jesus. Let him be in the harness with you when you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Let him have his will and way. Let him guide you and direct you and help you. Now, I, I never go to a man about God until you've been to God about that man. When you go soul winning, how many here I try to witness all the time? You, uh, you either go out in the regular visitation. When you go soul winning, don't, don't have to raise your hand. When you go soul winning, you ever get out there and you think to yourself, you don't, you don't know what to say? Or, or you come out of a home and you say, I wish I said this, I wish I'd said that. Don't worry about what you didn't say. And, and pray that the Lord doesn't keep your mouth shut and you don't say what you shouldn't say. Give people what they need. You know, sometimes we want to preach the whole book. And everybody's not ready for the whole book. You know? You know, I can sit here and I can, I can read a medical book on how to take out a, a, some of these appendix. And, and uh, so we're in church here and I stand up here and I say, you know, this afternoon I was reading a medical book and I was reading there and it showed me how to take out someone's appendix. And someone bends over here with an appendix attack. So I go into my pocket, pick out my jolly little jackknife, and I say, lay down on the pew. I'm going to take out your appendix. Do you want me to take out your appendix? Not me. I Forget it. I'd rather die of appendicitis let some butcher cut me up. Same thing. It's what you, know, what you, you don't know what you don't know. Take what you know. Use what you know. Let people know about Jesus. And when you knock on a door, go to the Lord. Let the Lord do the, uh, open the door. Let him get, guide you to the scriptures. Have a plan. And let him guide you. And, but don't, don't, you don't have to preach the whole Bible, just what they need to know. I was witnessing with a guy when I, when I first got saved. And we picked up a hitchhiker. And he got that hitchhiker, leaned around on the front seat. And just preached, he preached every scripture in the Bible practically to the guy. He didn't know if he was coming or going. And we, the guy said, I'll get out here. I'd have gone out way back. And we, he gets out. And I said, you know, you did a rotten job. You don't need to give them all the scriptures. Show them how to get saved. Amen? And, and, and that's what we need to do. Tell people and show them how to get saved. We need to uh, be set apart through a heart fellowship with him. And we need to realize uh, we, we're in the same yoke with him. Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I am lowly in heart, and you shall find rest in his soul. Let Jesus use you. Too much of our witnessing is done in the flesh. Instead of doing the same thing, but letting the Spirit of God use the same plan, the same program, to speak to the hearts. Amen? Amen. Let the Holy Spirit of God lead. Let him guide. Let him direct. And then, of course... Delight by delighting yourself in the will of God or God's control. Letting him have the control as you witness for the Lord Jesus. We have a verse of scripture over here in the book of Ephesians. And the Bible tells us back in Ephesians again. Uh, and, and we see, uh, I mean, First Thessalonians rather. First Thessalonians, the, fifth, uh, uh, the uh, fifth chapter, the 18th verse. First, first, Thess- first Thessalonians. 5.18, and it says, And in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit of God do the work that we need. And then we see the Bible says in Ephesians, Be not drunk with wine where it's excess, 
but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit in your service for Jesus. And then lastly, lastly, making our aims, uh, by making it our aim to do all things to the glory of God. How many people go witnessing so they can be seen of men? We need to go out because we want to be seen. We want to do God's work. Amen. Let him have his will and his way and his guidance as you go out to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Let him have his will and way. Lord, here am I. Use me this day. Remember, some sow, some water, but God giveth the increase. You know one of the problems we've had up here in the Northeast? Most of our churches have been founded by people who were trained with a southern philosophy, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're not New Yorkers. They're not from New England. They're, they've got a, or New Jersey. They've got a southern philosophy. Now, most people in the South went to Sunday school years ago and heard the word of God. And the Bible says, some sow, some water, but God giveth the increase. You could knock on doors in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Some of the people have heard the word of God, brought up in Sunday school. You go in and witness to them. It's been sowed, it's been watered, and you get the increase. Up here, a lot of times, we're going to sow water and, and get the increase, do the whole thing ourselves. We live, in a different, we live in a different economy, so to speak. And it's not as easy. But isn't it wonderful that God has chosen us to be in the tough spot? Let the sissies be in the easy spot. Amen? We'll stay in the tough spot, serving Jesus. You know, I, I see these guys, and that, uh, uh, I, when I preach in these colleges, I tell these kids, Come up to the Northeast. Come to New York City, uh, where the action is. Amen? Come on, I need a better amen than that. Amen? Amen! Glory to God! I'm going to have to speak to Brother Maturo about the amen. But seriously, that, that's the Southerner coming out. I'm from the South, you know, Southern New England, Rhode Island. But seriously, we have to, we have to, we have, to have an aim to love and to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what it's about. Amen? Sanctify, and the whole thing and everything I said tonight was to set yourself apart to serve. To say, I am going to be a servant. I'm working on a sermon now on being a servant. On a servant. I, uh, I, I was in a, uh, a graduation the other day, a week ago, and they, had, they gave a, every graduate gets a towel. Remember when Jesus washed his disciples' feet? What did Jesus call himself? A servant. A servant. We're servants. Servant. Ask God what it'd have you to do at this church. You go see the preacher. You say, preacher, I'd like to do something around the church. What can I do to help? He might just say, there's a whole bunch of garbage from construction. Take it out. That's servant. He might say, I'm going out soul winning tonight. And would you like to come along? Hey, you want to be a soul winner? You really want to be I'll tell you how to do it. Find someone around here, the pastor or someone, who goes soul winning on a regular basis. And go to them and say, can I go with you? And just tag along and watch. You can learn more about winning people to Christ, following a good soul winner, than you can in all the soul winning classes in the world. I don't care who teaches them. I don't care if I teach them or Brother Bartoro or anybody else teaches them. You can learn more by just tagging along and watching. Amen? An apprenticeship program. Amen. Give your life to the Lord. Live for him. Sir, let's pray.
Father, thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the privilege to preach here tonight. And Lord, we thank you between phone calls and all the interruptions that you're able to get the word of God out. Father, may these folks forget the words of the preacher, but remember the word of God, that we are to set ourselves apart to serve you. There may be someone here tonight that a scripture or something that was said spoke to their heart, and they want to come to the altar and commit themselves to serve you. Father, use, use this message to be a blessing. May you receive the honor and glory for what will be accomplished in Jesus' name. Amen.